You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy, and in the future, you're going to need a TARDIS to make sense of our Doctor Who discussions because they're not time relevant. This is Jesse, and in the future, Black Friday and Halloween will join forces to become Saloween. This is Melanie. In the future, I will paint you a picture if you give me $20 on Patreon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the Grolix Podcast. It's episode 81. Oh, thank you. Yep. I like your confidence, Melanie. Yeah, thank you. Yes. And we are going to, once again, talk about Doctor Who. Yay. Yeah. We got, I like Doctor Who. Uh, me too. We got to. There's a new season going on. It seems like we only get that every couple of years. So we are going to take advantage of it. It's a good thing that we like Doctor Who because... There's a lot of people right now that don't think they do. Always. There is always. That's true. That's true. That's true. Actually, it's hard to gauge. When you're in it, it's hard to gauge if it's like, it always seems worse than it was before. But, you know, there was a lot of negative articles and stuff during Capaldi's tenure as doctor. Right. Yeah, and there were not nearly enough during uh, the stupid, what that, you redheaded, <laughs> bad words name. Matt Smith? No, he's he's not redheaded, is he? No. Who oh, talking about a cl- classic doctor? No, no, I'm just talking about the chick because I don't like her. And oh, oh, pond. the companion. <laughs> yes, pond, yeah. yes, yes. People, I think people do like her though. I don't know why, because yeah. she's a skunt. Oh, I don't know if I can use leave that word in. It's not a bad word. Yeah, but it combines an unpleasant <laughs> word with a bad word. Well, yeah, but it's not technically a bad word yet. Yet. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> uh, well, do we have in-house news before we get to that? The uh, the only thing that I have down in my notes for in-house news is that we should uh, probably talk about the passing of Stanley. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're, I, we're pretty late to the party on this one, but... Uh, I, I heard about it on Facebook. Yeah. Holly actually called me so that I would not find out about it on Facebook. So it was sad. It was a sad day, uh, but not all that, not all that uh, surprising. I mean, he was 95 and I yeah. mean, it's just sad because we all, we all knew it was going to come eventually. It, it, it's one of those. Th- yeah, no, it is one of those things where like, okay, you know, he was, he pretty much was like the face of comics. Yeah. He was the poster old man child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah that was legitimately kind of his role for marvel for a long time was just to be the face the face yeah. of the place you know whereas dc you know like they had they had important people but like i don't think that dc comics ever had s- quite the the stan lee of dc i mean how many other comic book creators where that's what their job is. That's what they are known for doing. That is why anybody would know them is because, you know, in terms of like, that's why they have any type of um, public notoriety. Mm-hmm. 
right. is because they are a comic book creator. How many of those people are household names and faces? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Stanley, right? Yeah. Like he's the only one. I he can't think of anybody one. else. Not talking about characters, of course, but right, right. I mean, like Jack else. Jack Kirby gets close, but again, we're talking about the you know Jack Kirby because you know Stan Lee, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of a hot take. Some people will disagree with me on that, but you know, like because Jack Kirby is is you know he's a force unto himself, but uh, you know Stan and and Jack were like the team. They came up together in in terms of when did they get popular. I think Stan Lee might be the only person that I didn't seek out that I actually know what they look like. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody else, you have to be interested in comics and look them up, and then it'll pop up some stuff with them in it. Sure. He was just shoved into into everywhere. Right. Even mall rats. You know, like like I was yeah. gonna say, you yeah. kind of have to give Kevin Smith some credit for him being so widely known. Because mm-hmm. I can't think of seeing him like random Stan Lee cameos and anything before mall rats. Mm-hmm. And they made a point of like oh, Stan Lee, like to yeah. do the whole, like call him out by name Yeah, to by the point where you get in the two thousands and he just is in every, like people are looking for the Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. Know? Right. And of course, mall rats isn't even a Marvel movie or anything like that. So when then, um, Stan Lee was also the narrator in, um, the amazing Spider-Man it was it amazing Spider-Man. And, no, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, that cartoon. Oh, okay. Day. So, I, like, I knew his voice before I, probably before I knew his face. That's a good point. And he's got that voice. Yeah. It's a very distinctive Stanley Excelsior. He's just, like, so much personality. <laughs> right? oh, yeah. oh, man. He's, he's, he was both a writer and a pitch man all, all at once, which is uh-huh. no surprise why he kind of, that's what he became, <laughs> you know. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's your retirement gig. You just have to be the pitch man, which you can do without thinking. <laughs> so... I think that overshadows definitely. There's also, and it's not the popular opinion, but there's also a lot of, been a lot of criticisms of him from people who actually like had business dealings with him. Right. So it's guessing he can be kind of a shrewd businessman and maybe some people kind of got stomped on. Sure. Mm-hmm. Along the way. That said, it was sad, but it was also like one of those things where it's, it's amazing that he was, extremely relevant and actively out in the community working on shows in movies in conventions well into his 90s mm-hmm. like up right up on oh, yeah he was he was still traveling just a few like yeah, yeah months yeah. ago you know so so he had a good run he had a very good run yeah it's yeah. like it's sad that he passed but it's also like i've been expecting it for years so sure <laughs> sure yeah he, yeah was around so long. It's it's one of those pr- things. I, I'm I was like, uh, who do we have that's left now? You know, like he's one of those modern masters that uh, we don't have too many left. I would I would argue maybe Stephen King is one of the few that's left. That's like, look at how many things they just created out of out of nothing, and now everything that is created is informed by their existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So be careful, Stephen King. you're next Stephen King he's next yeah well Stephen King's like you know you're right because he's the guy where a new horror thing comes out and there will be news articles Stephen King thinks this about this they do yeah Yeah, (laughs) and and it's like okay well yeah I mean it's what he's known for it's what he does and he's a household name so yeah and everybody knows what he looks like 
That reminds me. I want to read more Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. But anyway. I'll have to search out more. I don't remember where you left off. I don't remember where I'm, you left off on anything. I'm surprised that problem. hasn't hit the poll list yet. Yeah, yeah me too. Lock and Key is great. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it ended a few years ago, so I, you know, it's kind of fallen out of... Eventually, it'll get made into something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Every, it seemed like every so often there would be that story. It was optioned or picked up by so-and-so for a movie or for a TV series or a miniseries. I think it I, it has a lot of potential in mm-hmm. that respect. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Give it to what's-his-name. Mike Flanagan. <laughs> yep. And, you know, it it would translate into movie form much better than most of the comics that I've read. It's, mm. like, written almost like it's a... Like it's a TV show, but anyway, let's let's move on. We're not here to promote Lock and Key. We're here to talk about Stan and things. Stan and things. <laughs> Stan and does things. He have, does he have kids? Oh yeah, in yeah. the business. I mean. Oh, in the business. I don't yeah. know if they're in the business. Oh, I was just I wondering. It's just his daughter. Mm. I think yeah. ch- chicks don't count. Chicks don't <laughs> count. <laughs> I, I mean, I think like she's she's active in. Uh, in his business, but I don't know that she does anything in, in the comics business at large. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's all I had for in-house. I don't know if there's anything else that we need to promote. Like, uh, what what's what's going on in the the Grolic, the you know the extended Grolic's universe, uh, Randy? What what's going on over there with that with that cinematic universe of ours? Well, I will tell the listener this: if they missed the last episode of GCU Grolic Cinematic Universe, you should check it out because we were joined by. Uh, our good friend Dustin Smothers, who's been Ooh. on Grolix a couple times. Yes, he has. He jumped on Grolix Cinematic Universe with us, and we discussed, it was his pick, uh, we discussed the Tom Hanks movie Big with, of course, then, the Robin Williams movie Jack. And it was oh, very interesting discussion. there. <laughs> yep. It was a very interesting discussion, without spoiling the discussion itself. Dustin, although very realistic about the quality of each, he he enjoyed both. And I think me and me and Jasper both kind of had some hot takes on specifically Robin Williams's performance. So that's interesting. It made for an interesting discussion. Huh. So, yeah. And big. I mean, big's good. Big's I was going to say, is everybody anybody, loves big. Any hot takes on big? Because no, there like was no qu- kind well, of a classic, you know, not hot takes, but definitely there are some observations that I think we all made watching it now that we're older. Mm-hmm. And also um, thing. Like pedophilia? Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Because there's like, yeah, it'd been a while since I seen it. I didn't real I forgot that they actually like hooked up and were yeah. a thing for most of the movie. And I'm like, yeah, we had a lot of talk about that. It's like yeah. that's weird. Right. Even if <laughs> even if she didn't know he was a kid, she should have known something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Well, now that kid's got like potentially a trauma. I I mean like tra- tra- I can't imagine going back. <laughs> and the <laughs> The main thing that, like, because we were debating as to not her level of guilt, but basically to what extent she's really kind of in the wrong. She's not. She's not in the wrong necessarily. But once you found out, wouldn't you be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. There, what is wrong with me? I would question my she's myself. She's sl- slightly in the wrong because. He, even, he's mentally challenged, if not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if not a child. Exactly. He seemed stunted. But also. It's a joke and it's funny. It actually made me laugh. But is it after he turns back into a kid or just before? I think it's just before. She throws out the line. Well, maybe I should give you my number. You can call me in 10 years. And that's oh, where, my God. Like, yeah. Dustin specifically is like, that's where she really kind of crossed into <laughs> Predator. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Territory. Like, she's just planning for her future as a cougar. <laughs> oh, man. Plotting it out. 
I don't know. Well, that's not necessarily that bad because I was like, when I was 17, I was like, you know, the boy that I'm going to have to get it on with someday is going to be born right now so that we can reach our sexual peaks together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's strange. (laughs) It didn't happen, though. It didn't happen. I gave up all that for you, Randy. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thanks for giving up your life as a cougar. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, anyway, so check that out, listener. You might enjoy that. Uh, hopefully more people will enjoy that than they enjoyed the birds and the deadly bees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The episode didn't do terrible. It's about on par, but it's interesting to see which, I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but it, I'm very curious to see how Big and Jack do because it's different movies definitely like mm-hmm. affect the numbers. So it's interesting to see which movies like catch people's attentions. Big, I think it would do good. I would think so too. Yeah. It, so you, you need to have like one, like oh, one, and then whatever for the other one if you want. It doesn't matter. But I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I think we definitely have a certain age demographic, mm-hmm. and you got to hit the those nostalgia. 80s, those eighties nostalgia. I was just gonna say, like, yeah, eighties nostalgia is huge right now. So you know what you need to do next, Goonies. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, you should take something that's that's current and controversial and mash it up with an eighties darling. Like the last Starfighter and the Last Jedi. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'd be good. That's a good one. Good. good. I actually really like that, and I have not watched the Last Jedi yet. <laughs> right. Just oh, yeah. I was gonna say it'll be a first time watch. You usually usually hold off a good six to twelve months. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I your, do. I do. On your Star Wars watching, not intentionally. It's just not in a big. It's not a big priority. Although we did see the one in theaters. We, I st- we haven't we still haven't watched Rogue One. Yeah, we started no. it one night. Melanie got all tired, and we're like, okay, we, we started this. it. Yeah, we started it. You were tired. That. It's oh, a pre- it's okay. a pretty good movie, but I mean, yeah, you know how it's gonna end because <laughs> yeah. I don't. Oh well, because I don't okay. I don't listen to nothing. Well, you don't have to. I mean, if you know it was, when it takes place, you know what happens. Yeah, as as established because you know it's a prequel, mm. and it's like a little thing that's mentioned in another movie. Oh, is it? In one of the old I didn't movies. know any of that. Yeah. See? That's how little I know. <laughs> I know the name of the movie, and that's about it. Who's it about? Uh, Jen, Jen Urso. You know. She's a... Jen Ur... You know Jen Urso. yeah. I mean... We're not Star... Yeah. We're not... We might lose the listener here, but we're not Star Wars people, though, over here. No. I mean, I I like the original Star Wars movies, but I didn't get, I didn't like read books or I didn't get all up into some universe crap. So tell me this, Melanie. What? Star Wars. What? It's a Christmas movie. Yes. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. How are you going to not, how are you going to just dump all over Die Hard, but Star Wars is a Christmas movie? Because I watched it. During Christmas? <laughs> During Christmas. <laughs> anything. Every year. Every anything year. can be a Christmas. You, I bet millions of people watch Die Hard during Christmas every well, year. Well, they had sad childhoods then because they're <laughs> not nearly as good as the Star Wars movies. If you if you want the like the context for this argument, you need to go back to our review of uh Star Wars episode was it 7. <laughs> where, I was where we first we we first introduced this theory that that Star Wars is a Christmas movie. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was so tempted to invite you on Melanie to the upcoming Yeah, I guess since we're kind of rambling a bit, but also also in-house on GCU, since it's December, we're going to do Christmas-themed episodes right. for GCU. Uh, since Grawlix, we're doing Doctor Who and Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was so tempted to invite you on to the 
Die Hard episode, uh-huh. but that was a that was a uh, I could let go of that one pretty quick. I was like, that no, that's not a good idea. Yeah, there'd be expletives flying all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I don't have any other in-house news offhand, so I figured that means it's I guess time to jump into our feature topic. Feature topic. I need like feature topic music, you know, like our present, our featured presentation thing. I think, I think somewhere I have an audio clip of Jesse like doing a little intro song for some feature topic. <laughs> I probably have like multiple of them. It's in a- content. Oh yeah, <laughs> bringing it back. <laughs> Melanie's favorite ongoing joke. <laughs> content. Just, just when you thought it was dead, bringing it back. We. We beat the we beat our inside horse inside horse <laughs> our inside. <laughs> you don't have an inside That's horse like indoor voice, but it's an indoor horse. <laughs> well, what I was gonna say is we beat our inside joke dead horses. Yeah, for years. Yeah. yeah Instead, poor. we just beat our inside horse. <laughs> I don't. Be, I don't feel like we've done the content song all year. So I mean, like we had to get that one in in December. Yeah. I feel like we did it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like years ago, Melanie. Come on. Yeah, yeah years uh, ago. Years. Speaking of that time gap, uh, we're going to talk yeah. about episodes that are about a week or two late. <laughs> yep. As we do. Mm-hmm. That's why my future prediction said you need a time machine to listen to our Doctor Who episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to continue. We are going to continue last month's uh, kind of discussion uh, where we talked about what it was episodes one through Three? Yep, one, two, and three. One, two, and three of the new current season of Doctor Who, or series, for we were, our British we folk. just getting to know the, the new Doctor, and I'm not sure that I know her any better than we did in the last episode. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, Jesse, which episodes uh, we'll be covering, basically, so you know, listener, at this point, we've watched up to episode, uh, the Kerblam episode. Yes. Is that seven we're doing okay. episodes four, five, six, and seven. I don't have the uh, official episode title for five, but that would be Arachnids in the UK, uh, mm-hmm. Sarung- Saranga, Con- is it Conundrum? Conundrum. Mm-hmm. I'm, that's, I'm just going off working memory on that one because I don't have the full thing in front of me. And then uh, there is Demons, Demons of the Punjab, mm-hmm. and then Kerblam. Kerblam, yep. Okay, so you... Before I cut you off there a little bit, Jesse, mm-hmm. uh, you hint. Let's do a little overview. So, how do we feel compared to how we felt last month? How do we feel about it now? Do we feel like we know the Doctor or the companions a little bit better? Or, I mean, Jesse kind of answered that already. I feel like the the companions are really well fleshed out, mm-hmm. but um, the Doctor still the Doctor doesn't. I think know what she is still yet. Some like the Fez thing. From last episode, yeah, she's like, she's like, is it still me? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe, but you're weird, so <laughs> yeah, you're know. still broken. I guess she never really did get a proper like, I don't know, you like, like a fifth doctor, like time in the zero room, or or the tenth doctor mm. has to sleep through the entire episode, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, up till about three seconds ago, I was gonna say, I feel like. This is just her, like yeah, we are, we are kind of getting to go know the doctor. It's just there's not really, I mean, there's not much beyond what you see. She's very pleasant and whatever, but 
she is still testing stuff out. She is still figuring herself out because even mm -hmm. in uh, Kerblam, that last episode, she said she walked away and she's like, laters or something. And then she turned and she's like, I'm not going to use that one again. Something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I'll stick with bye. Right. Just, so she is still kind of, I guess, working herself out. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hard it's hard to tell what kind of time frame we're working we're dealing with here because it seems like every episode it's not extremely linear. It seems like every episode, especially since they are very self-contained episodes, mm -hmm. which I thought was which I thought was not gonna be what a I lost his name. Yeah, well yeah, Chibnall. He made it sound like it was gonna be kinda like Torchwood where everything was like a continuous plot. Yeah, like a season a season-long arc, isn't that what he said? And yeah, that I is thought so. Yeah, not what's happening. It's, no, it's been more like Monster of the Week than it's been in a long than it's kind of been for, for a while. Yeah. yeah, even more so than Moffat did. Yeah, mm. I mean, he would do Moffat would do Monster of the Week, but there was obvious ties to. Yeah, sometimes it was a little like oh, that's a little tacked on there, but there was an obvious tie to an overall arc. Mm -hmm. And there's not any of that. No, no. Like, a, none that I'm aware of, unless they pull a bad wolf on us, but. I'd be surprised. I'd be shocked if if they pulled off a bad wolf on this thing because it's like everything that they do that they do do is so kind of obvious, <laughs> kind of in your face. Like here, here it is. Well, they planted one seed with this mention of the timeless child, whatever that is, but then dropped it. And there's only going to be what ten episodes this season? Is there really? So I, this thing I, legitimately will be almost I over. Could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let me check. Because if they're like suddenly going to bring in, like they don't have a lot of time to work if they're suddenly going to bring something in that ties the season together. Yeah. But I could be, let me, let me pull up some information. Well, and while you're, while you're looking, check and see, I can't remember. Did they say there's no Christmas episode this year or there is? Oh, man, they flip flopped on it. I think they've been flip flopping on it. Let's see. How are you not going to do a Christmas episode? You got to do a Christmas episode. I know. I think so. I would think so. I mean, okay, this is Wikipedia, so it's not like official source. But yeah, Wikipedia only lists 10 episodes, and they still list a TBA on a special. Oh, okay. I think that was the most the, the most recent thing I heard. Not a Christmas special. New Year's Eve. New Year's special. Yeah. Yeah. New Year's special this year, so. Okay. Mm. You know, they wait a week. They're going to have a big fat baby in it. Everything's new. It's <laughs> a big hat baby? New. I said big <laughs> fat, but yeah. Oh, a big fat baby. New Year's baby? Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to have a big And they have to season. chase yeah. down this old man time. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. That's right. That, okay, I remember someone was talking about that. Like, the reason they're not doing it is that, Ch that Chibnall basically said, it's been done to death. We can't, we can't do another Christmas special. Everybody's done a Christmas special. It's been farmed, you know. Like, there's no more ideas. So we're going to do a New Year's Eve special. There's always more ideas. There's always more ideas. Why, why throw in that last bit? If you if you want to be like, there's been a lot of Christmas specials. We figured we'd do something a little bit different, but it's still like the same time period. It's still holidays. I don't think I've I don't think I've seen anything about Krampus. Right, right, yeah. Doctor Who writers, mm -hmm. give us a Krampus. Yeah, that'd be awesome. When they don't have to be about Christmas, you know, like uh, what the last mm -hmm. Christmas special before the regeration was the return of Doctor Mysterio or whatever, and it was all that superhero. Thing? Yeah, it was all uh, superhero thing like it was barely christmas yeah it was just it takes place during that time of year yeah it's fine because sometimes that 
sometimes if a thing just takes place on or around Christmas, it still can be a Christmas movie. Like Die Hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep sorry, beating just that kidding. drum, yeah. <laughs> I'm still not even on that camp, okay? No, I, no, I just no, want yeah. to clarify. Yeah. I'm not even on the mm-hmm. Die Hard as a Christmas movie like, side. <laughs> he just right. pokes that bear. He likes that bear. Because it's fun. Poked. Well, people get way more worked up about it than I expect, just in general. So I was not super thrilled with the first two episodes of the season. The Rosa Parks episode, I thought, had some pretty interesting stuff. And it kind of utilized the larger uh, TARDIS crew mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. The Spider one made me worried. I was like, okay, I, I appreciate this. Like, Essentially, the bad guy is this uh, super rich retail. American. Or, uh, uh, not retail. What's the name? Potential presidential candidate. Mm. Mm. who owns a bunch of hotels hotels, hotels. <laughs> yeah man this season's hitting it hard like yeah they, they, it is mm. so i enjoyed that but for the most part i was not thrilled with that episode and i was like oh uh-huh. no it's just going to continue this way but i will say the follow the next three episodes i kind of enjoyed i think i for to me there's still a weird quality about this whole season altogether that feels uh. it's just missing something mm-hmm. but I like the next three episodes quite a bit. I thought they were better. I thought the the demons of Punjab that mm-hmm. one. Yep. I I was surprised surprisingly pleased with that episode. Mm-hmm. It's like they they handled the time travel aspect of it better than they have even in other whatever seasons of the Doctor. And so they like went back and and they were in it, but they I don't know. It was it was really good. And I, I liked it. I agree. Uh, those have been my two my two favorite episodes of the season so far. Have been the the historical ones. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It's yeah. so strange. Yeah. Although I was like, how are you going to take some some bad A assassin monster demon aliens and then make them, we're just here to be with the people who are alone when they die. That's so... It, it, it what a waste a, of a, some super killer alien assassin <laughs> peoples. It was a bit much and also kind of a problem is that there are other entities in the series that do that exact thing. Only they actually oh, like yeah. steal their essence. But it's like just last season we had a th- had creatures or whatever an intelligence that did this similar thing. So maybe don't recycle that idea immediately. But, I, yeah. I actually forgot about that though until you mentioned it. But that was that was last year's Christmas special, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, I mean it tied into. Yeah, was that Capaldi's last episode? Yeah, that yeah. Where yeah. where yeah. it's Bill, but it's not Bill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was not Bill, by the way. Science proves it now. Science proves it? Why? Yeah. Remember I told you that thing about artificial intelligences aren't going to be able to be real intelligences because they don't have bodies that they have to keep alive, and that's what makes a person a person? Yeah, but this is Doctor Who. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they have things that it has to do to stay alive. No, I guess that's against the whole point of what it was, mm-hmm. is preserving consciousnesses forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that episode. I like the history stuff. And it's like I was telling Melanie, in that case, in a case of demons of the Poon, Punjab. 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 That's the name of the guy that is uh, in Annie, which I'm sure is racist, but Punjab. He's always yelling at him. It's no, great. I know. That's my association with it. And when I seen mm-hmm. that title initially, I was like, oh, what? What, mm-hmm. what are they doing? But there was actually some historical knowledge in there that, mm-hmm. like you said, I didn't know. Yeah, because they don't teach us a lot about Middle East history mm-hmm. over here, or at least 
they didn't when I was in school. Yeah. Or I just didn't pay attention, which is possible. Or they probably they went like it was like a mention that we passed by in class instead of something we actually studied. Which I, I mean, I kind of get. Like, there's a lot of world. There's a lot of history and a lot of world, but mm-hmm. there's definitely certain areas of the world that get overlooked. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of our world history, at least at the school that we attended, um, it was basically the world history as filtered through American eyes kind of thing. Like, th- you need to know this because America was involved. You need to know that because America was involved. <laughs> or you need to know this because this is what uh, we used to set up American government yeah. type stuff. Because I know I studied a lot about like Romans and Greeks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. In a way, this season is ruthless, though. Too that mm. every 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 episode, somebody dies. Every episode, somebody's. I think, except maybe the spider episode on Rosa Parks, but no, somebody died. I mean, not anybody we knew, but somebody died. Right, because they were in the webs too long or whatever. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. The trend has been the nicest or most competent or most interesting character they introduce in an episode. Is guaranteed to die. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that's not a companion, obviously. It's not the core crew. They're going to die. And if there's multiple of those people, they're all going to die. Mm-hmm. The Kerblam episode, I'm really rather oh, upset man. with them yeah. for killing the girl. Yeah. Because. How sad is it? Like, I, I knew at first. I was like, oh, like, they're setting her up to be so nice and, and, and sad. Like, she obviously has, she has nobody. She got one present in her life. I was like, they're going to kill her. But then I was like, later, I was like, they can't. Like, they they can't go. They set her up so, like. So pathetic. Kind of. That they can't do that to her. And, th- of course, the one guy with the necklace, the dad guy. Like, yeah. I knew he was going to yeah, go right yeah. away. I was, was going to say, like, yeah. <laughs> Even he, I mean, is a pretty nice guy and had, you know, like a family to take care of. So. As, <laughs> as soon as he showed the necklace, Randy's like, oh, he's dead. Yeah, I was like, she's going to find that necklace. That's the whole reason that character's there and he has a necklace so she can find the necklace after he's dead. And it was true. But at that point, I was like, well, maybe they won't kill the one chick. Especially once the one guy, the kind of nervous mm. janitor guy, like there was a crush thing. I was like, oh, well, maybe they're just going to do this cutesy thing. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Not only did they kill her, they man the villains this season are really. Interesting I was to say they, they made him, him a, a terrorist, a jerk bag too. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. he he's basically a terrorist, and they killed her by giving her a present that was a box of nothing. And I was like, "You yeah. guys, yeah, what are you doing?" I know it kind of feels sad. like I don't want to just blame Chimnal. I don't want to just harp on Chimnal, but and I don't mind it. I don't mind this. I mean that it's a little predictable but i don't mind that little kind of trend but it feels like that's the only really way he knows to like inject heart into a thing is to introduce a really good character then kill them Mm -hmm. and that's how you give a a episode emotion and that feels a little weak to me Mm -hmm. right from a writing point of view yeah and the dot though okay i would have watched an entire spinoff of the one doctor guy from the uh whatever that little alien The With next the doctor, the, the... yeah, the the pating. No, yeah. no. Um, this season, the the episode with the pating little monster creature. Oh, okay. The Saranga conundrum. Saranga. Yeah, that one. The doctor guy. There's the there's one that two dies. Doctors. Yeah, there's the man doctor and the woman doctor on uh-huh. the ship. Not like, not like I'm the doctor doctor, but the actual medical doctor. Mm-hmm. The one guy was super competent and interesting and charismatic, and you're like, oh, he's a cool character. Like he's going to be super helpful. Nope. He's dead. Yeah. Right away, too. 
But you liked him? Yeah, I liked him. I thought he was good. I'm like, that would be that would be an interesting series. Uh, some guy traveling around trying to help save people. You know, it'd be somewhat doctor-like, except they wouldn't be traveling through time. But that would be an interesting show if you had a good character to lead it. And he could have been, but he's dead now, so no, we'll never know. <laughs> oh, yep. by the way, spoilers, guys. <laughs> we, we've oh, already yeah. revealed, oh, like, yeah. most of the deaths, so. <laughs> and you know who else died? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah. So, okay, so how about the companions? How do you guys feel like... Melanie, you said you feel like they're a little, they actually seem more fleshed out now. They do. I mean, I mean, they, they were, they were, they set him up pretty good right away. But we all, you know, he's got this problem. He's got this attitude and she's got whatever, you know, thing. I don't know. Could not control, but like authority stuff going on. Yeah, well, uh, we get, we get insight into Yaz through like we, her family. You get to mm-hmm. know a lot about her family. Mm hmm. Graham, I feel like you get to know more about him just because you get to see him do stuff and interact with people. And he tells, he's like, once I was a blah, 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 blah. Uh, he does the old man thing, you know, which uh, is yeah. fine. Uh-huh. He's and, an exposition guy. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm waiting for the other guy's character arc to where he finally embraces Graham as his grand as his grandpa or whatever. Like, right. it, yeah. you know what's going to happen. And, he, and they just keep delaying it. And he uses his coordination issues for good. <laughs> <laughs> the only issue I see with it is that it slows him down slightly in that he has to stop to talk about it. But yeah. then he goes yeah, and yeah, does yeah, the thing and he's everyone. fine. <laughs> Including yeah, the he's viewer. Like, oh, I got... Hey, viewer, because this doesn't always play in, I have to remind you. I do like, though, that at this point, they're all on board. And I guess maybe that changed with the spider episode where they went home and they're like, this is going to be boring. We kind of want to hang out with you, doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I do enjoy that for the most part, they're all, they're, they're all game now. They're on board. It's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, doctor, we're, let's go do this. Mm-hmm. It's going to be dangerous. Let's go. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of enjoy that. They've done it before in other seasons and with other doctors, but I like when they, they talk about stuff they did that we never saw, mm-hmm. especially when they imply that it was dangerous also. And like, there could have been an, a whole issue there or not issue episode, but we just didn't get to see it. And that's something I was kind of touching on earlier when I said, it's hard to get a gauge on the time frame because right, right. every episode it's self-contained and it feels like, I mean, literally it feels like you're coming in on the end. Like they just got done with an adventure uh-huh. that you didn't see. And it wasn't the last episode. Oh yeah. No. So they're definitely doing that thing where it's just like, who knows how long it's been. I, I yeah. was actually kind of irritated about that uh, because of the way that the Saranga conundrum ends and then Demons of Punjab begins. It's like, uh, you know, like at the beginning of that episode or the beginning of that story, they lose the TARDIS and they're stuck on a spaceship. And we have no idea how they got the TARDIS back because they were like, um, it's anybody's guess if that thing will still be there when we get back. And they just You're left right. the, they just ended the episode. And then next episode, yeah. oh, nope, Tars is fine. We're all fine. And it, was, well, I, it I kind was of under, annoyed me. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was under the impression they were just going to drop off those people there and then hop on to like some kind of super fast chip or maybe even something that will like warp there and then grab the Tars and get out of there. Um, yeah. And maybe, I mean, maybe I missed a, a line that basically implied that. I don't know. But I was like, Really? You're going to end the episode without any, you know, like you made it seem like it was such a big deal. And now it clearly isn't a big enough deal to even resolve on camera. Yeah. Well, lives are more important than the TARDIS. Come on. <laughs> I guess. I guess. That was a cute little thing. I want that little cute little thing. The pating? Yeah. Pating. And what a name. That's great. Yeah. I want a pating. Pating. 
and I'd feed it energies all the time and make it big. So I've, yeah, I've enjoyed those episodes. The spider episode, not so much. I wasn't super keen on that, but I, I enjoyed that one with the pating, the syringa, the topanga conundrum. Topanga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> also boy meet, boy meets world uh doctor who crossover here yeah <laughs> actually that episode leaves a couple things on resolve that really bug me i didn't and i get whatever she's just injured but like the doctor is injured like mm-hmm. the whole episode oh yeah and normally the doctor can heal way faster than anybody else mm-hmm. but the whole episode she's like grabbing her stomach and like having a hard time of it That's well, i right, explained that yeah. away in my head and it, out in the open to you anyway well what was it my thing was um, they tried to fix her like she was a human and she's not, but she didn't want to oh. like freaky deaky up in front of them and let them know that she's not a human. So she was just handling it until she could get out of there. Oh, well, that, that's my theory. I guess. But then how she handle it? I don't know. Because she's the doctor. Something seems off. She had stuff on the TARDIS, which we never, <laughs> which we never got back yeah. to. She's just not used to being a woman. <laughs> <laughs> it kickstarted her time. Yeah. Yeah. If time Lords. They don't have normal months, so who knows? Yeah. Anyway, who knows what time travel? Who knows what time travel does to your cycle? No kidding. <laughs> what did uh? What, and they've they've done a pretty good job of not just like hitting us over the head with that either, you know. But mm-hmm. they like they did have a uh, they did have a line. I don't remember which episode it was in. It might have been an Inkerblam where it was like, "Wow, that's that's different." I never had that problem when I was a man, or, or it was never that easy when I was a man, or something. I don't know. Yeah. She's had a couple. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like, I think in terms of her, they've handled the change in gender fairly well because they usually, it's it's not, for the most part, it's not a big deal. And she'll make a c- occasional a humorous comment about, like, still kind of adjusting to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they haven't hit, hit you over the head with it. I think. Well, the funniest the part chain. was uh, was when Yaz was like, "What?" <laughs> like, oh, we'll mm. talk about it some other time. Mm. Yeah, that's funny to me that I want them to. I want her to run into somebody that she knows from before, and then be like, "Whoa, that's that's different," you know. But because everybody that we are we know her with now only knows her as her and not him. That's right. true. Yeah, no. There's lots of characters from the the series, mm-hmm. the you know, the past in the series. Uh, like the dragon lady lesbian. Dragon lady. Oh, Latin. yeah. The dinosaur lady. Paternasca, uh, Paternasta gang. Oh, no. no. We don't need to revisit them. <laughs> They're but getting they... their own series on uh, Big no. Finish. Oh, are they? Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But they're recurring characters that carried through different doctors, I believe. Yeah. 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 They were Moffat era. They were Moffat's creations. I believe he wanted to do an actual spinoff with them. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh. so glad that didn't happen because <laughs> I'm not interested. Right. But I'm just saying people that have been around that, you know, we can recognize road recognizer or not recognizer. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit. Maybe you guys don't want to. We'll and maybe we shouldn't. But I'm I'm kind of fascinated because there's a lot of negativity about this season. Uh-huh. There are a lot. At least there's a lot of articles being written and there's mm-hmm. a lot of of course, there's always videos and stuff, people complaining, but, and we complain about it, but I don't think we complain about the same things necessarily. Mm. Right. Uh, but me and Jesse kind of had a little um, conversation in Messenger the other day about it, more about people's reaction to mm-hmm. it and how to handle the whole. The main thing is there's a lot of complaints that the writing's bad because of all the political correctness stuff. 
Yeah, they'll and, like legit just throw out SJW and PC uh-huh. as as social being justice, the problem. Social. You need more, Melanie. You need more exp- exposure to the crappier side of the internet. <laughs> SJW yeah. is the social justice warrior. So mm-hmm. there are the freaking SGWs ruining everything, making everything too PC. Okay. That. But. But. How? Oh, they'll tell you at length. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm, in fact, I can pull one because up. Because they and... did a Rosa Parks episode? Because <laughs> yeah. of... Yeah. B- b- yeah, because they're shoehorning in... Okay, so they're... The reasoning that people are like... The writing... The season's bad because of all the SJW stuff is because they feel like they're shoe, shoehorning in... Unnecessarily shoehorning in extra uh, minorities and being too inclusive or something. Making up... Being uh, too inclusive yeah. is never a problem. Mm, depends how you view things. And just, you know, all the... I, I, I only want viewpoints that baby, are mine and nobody else's. To you. That's bull. Like if, Sorry. If you don't... I can't, I can't fathom that you haven't come across more of this online. I, I can't explain it. It's because I dismiss it as crap because it is. That's why, probably. So... So... Uh, they're just... Like, like for example, um, there's this group... I mean, like, there's tons of groups, there's tons of uh, Doctor Who Facebook groups, but one that's local, the guy that I don't, I don't know how specific I want to get, because it, if you're local, you'll actually be able to figure out who this is. Anyways, there's a group and uh, some of the stuff that's been posted in this group has been like uh, making Doctor Who a woman is cliche. Not groundbreaking. So an article about that. Um, the next one is Doctor Who star Jodie Whittaker reveals that she downs half a bottle of wine every day. <laughs> uh, so? Fans backlash over Doctor Who turning into TV's most PC show. Uh, like those are the things like those are like bang, bang, bang. The the posts that that uh, this particular person's like posting in this thread. And then. uh Basically following up with how the the ratings have taken a plunge because of her involvement and basically blaming her and Chibnall for ruining Doctor Who. Because, you know, again, how many times have we ruined Doctor Who? There's a whole wiki page based on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is uh, like his the thing that and he's regurgitated this in other groups. Uh, It's it's the PC SJW scripts. Her and Chibnall talk down to men. Be like, we belong in third class on the sinking titanic no thank you uh yeah because that's how it works you get the women and children off because they're the ones that are gonna <laughs> per- perpetuate the freaking species and then the men are on the the, the, the the you either die or you freaking float next to the to the table that it should be able to fit two people well exactly rose isn't letting us on the table that's, that's why <laughs> yeah 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 Billy it is Piper, a very dangerous time you ruined it by it's not very dangerous time the table. for white straight men. We're getting the shaft, so to speak. Yeah. No, I'm th- exactly though. That's the whole. That's the whole. It's, it's the people that were complaining before the season that even started. As soon as they announced it was a woman, mm-hmm. right? Whiners. And again, it's that thing where it's like, did, why do you because, watch Doctor Who then? Because they the, the Doctor Who has st- stood for all this. Doctor Who has stood for all this for a long time. No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like you look at the very first episodes, and it's like, yeah, he's been fighting against injustice as as a character since the beginning. Like one that he that he posts later is, if you want a strong female lead in Doctor Who without all the SJWPC crap, might I suggest the Sarah Jane Adventures? 
And I was like, wait a minute. Sarah Jane was like the feminist, um, you know, she was the strong women's liberation character that was injected into like the seventies doctor who, because mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty sexist. And it's still, I mean, like there was still sexism in the show after Sarah Jane, but she was kind of an injection of, okay, yeah, it's been pretty, pretty blatant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Ace, not, is that her name? Ace. Ace? Yeah. She yeah. was, she was probably, she was the best chick, not like a chick that they had. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. She was awesome. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, and again, I've enjoyed the last few episodes. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the writing is kind of weak, but bit. I don't feel like the writing's weak because of uh, it's 2PC or SJW stuff. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever really felt that about something we've covered was where they're shoehorning in of a message, which is fine, especially with Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It's sci-fi. Good sci-fi usually has some type of... um social message or political message like it that's mm. it's such a good genre to work that stuff in yeah it's like how the, the best zombie movies aren't really about zombies that type of thing right they're not no they're usually <laughs> about some thing some pl- some well, you know, social commentary I watch or i legend movies. or yeah anything like that where like the monster was actually <laughs> the, there's a deeper the human, meaning you know it was a new world there's some t- deeper meaning yeah but the only time i've ever really had a problem with SJW's ruining the story is when there are plot decisions or story beats that like just don't make sense and mm-hmm. it's only there to serve this message. Yeah, to highlight example, it. Be- to, yeah, to just, like yeah. spotlight it. My example being when we talked about Thor, Goddess of Thunder, mm-hmm. was that one moment where the villain yeah. just gives up and it's like, Titania. you know what? I get it. Yeah. You're a woman. You're doing the Thor thing. Normally, I would fight you, and this would actually be like how a normal comic book would be. But nope, you're a woman. I get it. I'm gonna give up here. Yeah, me to but jump. I get it, and it's hard. And I really respect you for what you're doing. And yeah, it, that's crap. That's so stupid. But I don't feel like that's what the show is doing. I don't feel like including minorities mm-hmm. is ruining the plots. No, I feel like the plots are just kind of weak. I feel like if anything. No. I don't necessarily think the plots are weak. I think that their execution of some of the yeah okay well that well, that's a good point. Maybe that's what yeah. I'm missing. It's just the execution is failing somewhere. There's yeah, there's just it's kind of bland. There's just a blandness. Yeah, but the stories in general are not bad. The robots were super creepy. I kind of wish they were the bad guys, but um, in that last right um, right I, I, that one was a little bit see through for me. Like I I called mm-hmm. it pretty early on. It's like the robots yeah. are super creepy, so they are not the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that one was more predictable than than some of the others. I, but yeah, but that's a good example of like where the writing is weak. But it's got nothing to do with any kind of agenda somebody's pushing. The I will say that the only time, and I don't recall it if it was even in this season or if it was the season before, that I remember anything feeling forced in there to be PC was someone that wasn't even a relevant character, really. They had to make a point of uh, them being an LGBTQT, whatever the hell it is now. Um, was it Bill? No. Okay. No, that was just that just happened along the way. Because the same people complained about Bill. Oh, we get it. She's a lesbian. Why we got to talk about it every episode? You know. Right. Well, no, it was something like this person is not relevant to the story, except for you know, in passing by. We don't really need to care what their orientation is. Why is it even an issue? Shouldn't come up at all. 
but they put it in there just to have a lesbian in there. So let's say, I don't know if it was or not, but whatever. But that wasn't relevant to the story and we didn't need to know. But did it ruin the story too? No, but like, no, I get the annoyance of like, there's, you can only shove so much into a TV show. Why waste time on that? When you could put something awesome in there, like an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, so jumping back a little, a little bit more on track. Mm-hmm. So my other thing was this season. I don't know that they're intentionally trolling that group of people, but if they were intentionally trolling that group of people, knowing there'd be some backlash, they're doing it well because yeah. they've now had an angry white guy terrorist. Mm-hmm. They had a white supremacist mm-hmm. as a villain. They've had the hotel mogul future president uh-huh. yeah like it, they're not shying away from it they're it's obvious they're like hey an energy consuming monster that's going to bring down the ship yeah right yeah, yeah. oh that's a little bit more symbolic i like it was it the separatism uh, or you know like dividing people based on religion mm-hmm. oh yeah the, oh i mean yeah yeah yeah, Kerbalam is is basically about the wage gap of of you know uh, jobs jobs for humans mm-hmm. and Amazon Amazon being and it's Amazon bad about mm-hmm. paying their people and treating them like mm-hmm. people <laughs> and and making them wear bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. They do it. They actually do it. I know. Um, it's insane to me. I would quit. Yeah. First day, they want to slap something on me. They'll monitor my. Okay, I say that, and I actually have to use screen screenshot software to monitor my freelance activity. But <laughs> they want to. You want to strap a, a bracelet or something on me to, or a chip. Some place. There's. I still read articles about workplaces that want to put chips into workers. No hex. No. 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 I'm. I'm gone. I'll quit. I'll walk out. Anyway. No, they're they're hitting social issues hard this season, and it's fine. It's just the internet and just the climate of things is the way that it is. Is the same people that are going to complain about these similar themes in real life are they're going to be there to complain I about mean, it in Doctor Who like, too? Like if I have a complaint, it's not that the social justice things are there. It's that they're like like we've kind of said a couple times. It's that they're not. They're not really presented in a new way. It's almost like they take an old story, repackage it, and put a new put the new social movement in there and and mm-hmm. call that the episode. And mm-hmm. and in some point. cases it works really well, and in other cases it's it falls flat like big time. But it, like if you look at like the social issues that they're hitting, I have no problem with them. And and they've been uh, you know, like I said, they've been hit, and they've been hit better maybe in the past. I guess is maybe some of mm-hmm. the issue um like yeah if you want to talk about representation like nobody has a really big problem with jack harkness do they oh yeah no well i don't know maybe they did at the time they but probably did. i don't somebody re- did. i mean I, a, yeah i wasn't a- first season of new who we've we've been dealing with diver we've been getting diversity we've been putting it into the show in probably the entirety of the 50-year run but especially in the new who diversity has been a big deal and it's been there. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this season doesn't seem all that unique beyond, right. oh, now we have a woman doctor and now it's a problem. Oh, not only was, you know, we had Captain Jack a blatantly either gay or bi character. Through him, then, we hinted that the doctor's very fluid. Yeah. Right. When he was still, you know, when he was still the, the, a male doctor. Mm-hmm. When you had, you had Mickey and and uh, Rose in that very first season as well. You had... Um, mm-hmm. 
interracial couple. I didn't even think yeah. about that. Yeah. Because they, we don't. I don't. Okay, exactly. That's a good point. And Martha, right after that, you know. She was a strong female character. Yeah. Eh? She was a doctor. Yeah. yeah She's she maybe one of the stronger female companions we've had in a long time because she mm-hmm. left the doctor of her own volition. Mm-hmm. She's so, a little bland, though. She was a little bland, but... <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying she, they, th- these characters are even perfect. Uh, and and we need to keep we need to keep with the diversity. We shouldn't just say, oh, we did it and we're done. We're done with that now. You know, like, well, that's no, not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, A, it's it's been there, so it isn't a big deal that we, we, that we continue it. And uh, and B, I guess, you know, like, I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe it's better that it's just kind of there you know like it doesn't have to be hitting us over the head and i don't no, think yeah. that it is and they they claim that it is but i don't they <laughs> that's because that's what they are looking for yeah. you know yeah. they're looking they're looking for something to hit them over the head so of course they're gonna find it the rest of us just walk away from that stuff because we don't want to get hit in the head but you know what they need to do they just need to have an episode with some big thing that's going to explode and they reverse the polarity and then everyone will feel normal. <laughs> there, there it is. That's the problem. Chibnall doesn't want to do anything old. Yeah. <laughs> it's all got to be new. Yeah. And the well, fact that everything is new and they don't like that. Well, except the Fez and the reference to a, th- a, a Tenth Doctor episode. Yeah. I can't remember what that reference was offhand though, but there was a reference to it. Yeah, yeah. She was just kind of oh the Agatha Christie yes the wasp yeah 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 yeah. wasps what are they taught no (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly anyway I don't know this season I feel like I've been on board with the last few episodes again agreed the execution there's something off about it you know it's a new show it's a whole new crew on it's gonna have a different feel but I've been I've been uh, comparing it to the eighth season. Where Capaldi first jumped on, because he's he was awkward, he was weird at first, mm-hmm. and there was some fun, you know, and there was some fun to be had with that. But people were super upset, though. Yeah, they didn't like him. He's a mean doctor. That's true. That's true. He said, "Shut up." Can you fathom <gasps> pudding brain? <laughs> I believe people were so upset about the doctor saying "shut up." That's yeah. yeah. I get it. It's rude. Like it's rude, and some people really do have a, a a hang up with "shut up," which is you know it's fine, but. No, we had we had a school call my work because the the teacher told a kid to sit down and shut up. I mean, not a teacher, a driver. And I'm like, uh huh. Well, that's inappropriate. Uh, okay. Well, ask him not to do that anymore. Well, are you? I don't think you're taking this seriously. Yeah, you're right. I'm probably not because the, we have a lot more to worry about than I say, someone saying sit down sa- and shut up. <laughs> safety is probably paramount. Right. Weird. Well, did they sit down and shut up? <laughs> yeah. How big is your class? Because we have like double your class in the back of our bus while we're driving, so like I get, come on. I get that it's rude. It's it is. It's very rude to say that to somebody to say tell them to shut up. It's not a pleasant it, way it to is. put it. But, but when you've got fifty screaming kids in the back of your bus trying that won't sit down and won't shut up, then yeah, I mean, I is sometimes you do get a little. It's not like they dropped the C bomb on them and no, you know, told them to go f themselves. Like it's fine. Right. It's fine. I do find it interesting also how. F- the last two doctors, they've really moved away from sexy doctor. Yeah. Sexy doctor. And I know people were upset about, oh, new who? It was the doctors kissing companions and stuff. And I think, Jesse, you even that through you because you're used to classic doctors where they weren't, there's no really sexuality to them. Right. Because that's like, that's like making out with your dog. <laughs> your dog, really? Well, I mean, look how long he lives. <laughs> look how long people live, you know? 
Oh, from the doctor's point of view. Yeah. 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 And I get that it's it's kind of weird, especially Rose. She it's was supposed it's, to be it's what, like, like Twilight. 17, 18 <laughs> in that first thing. But Which is wrong too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole like, river song thing is very strange, regardless, even though they was she a time lord? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, they might have been married, but I don't think they ever got it physical ever at all. You don't know. Her and Capaldi were on that planet for twenty a years, night, which or lasted something. like twenty years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and she's like his grandkid almost. It's freaking wrong. But also Capaldi is one of the not very non sexual modern doctors. Right. He's the older guy, so they pushed hard to move away from that because of the him and like the Doctor Clara relationship, mm-hmm. which eventually, even though I wasn't fond of Clara, I think that their relationship was actually kind of more interesting with Capaldi because it's just a different dynamic, right? Uh-huh. But then this Doctor, yeah, they've definitely like I think since she's the first woman Doctor, made a point to not be sexual at all, and thank goodness not make their companions some kind of super powered freak things. Yeah, that's true. They're just regular people. Yeah, I do like yeah. that. Now that you say that. I'm I'm kind of wondering if the companions aren't going to be the through line. Maybe maybe they're hiding the through line under our nose. Well, what what was there was something left undone with the uh, Rosa Parks episode because there that one guy, what's that guy? You know the the one guy, Ryan. Oh no, oh. the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah the, the bad time, guy, the time traveler guy, the guy that had the voice. Yeah, Kark and Kark. Yeah, he alluded to something. That's true. That yeah. would would have been crossover like I think, but it, nothing came of it. Maybe they'll hit it hard in so, the last couple episodes. Well, well, well yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, he was working I'm for just somebody like, or, what is going to happen? What what kind of season finale can you even have with this season? I don't understand how they'll end it. I was reading, I don't know, some brief little arc, article, which was actually like over, suspiciously overwhelmingly positive of the season. It was It was a little fluff piece. There was nothing to it. It was kind of a clickbait headline. And anyway, but my point is, even that article was like, we're... Still kind of waiting to see, waiting on a big bad for this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, maybe they're, is there, is there really not going to be a big bad? I was a little worried it was going to be the tooth monster because I don't really care for that guy because they've made mention of his race in another episode. Mm, I remember. I think that was the one, was that the word, the world with the killer blankets? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not a great enemy in my opinion. No. Yeah. If you're, if your betting could murder you, come on, that'd be scary. <laughs> It wasn't scary. It was sheets flying around in the wind. <laughs> like that big last sequence. But they started, that's okay. They started the air on fire though. That was cool. They did start the air on fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. So do, what do, do we, we have? What, do we, th- what do we think? What has anything changed in our opinions? I, my opinion has changed. Like I said, of the four episodes that we've watched since talking about it last month, I've enjoyed three of them much more. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's the thing of like, of the first four episodes, three of them I didn't like. So maybe it's like knocking my bar lower, but I liked them. I thought they were good ideas. They were interesting. Even the ones that I kind of like, like Demons of the Punjab, I was not, I was not really interested. Like even after it started, I was like, I don't know, this, I don't know what, I don't, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be good. Yeah, I liked it. it turned out okay. Mm-hmm. They're doing an interesting thing where either the bad guy isn't the bad guy you expected or there just isn't a bad guy. Right. Or the, the bad guy is the sympathetic bad guy. Yeah. Because of reasons, yeah. Yeah. But I think there's potential. I think part of it is it's just, uh, even though they're hitting social issues harder, uh, maybe a little bit, bit more blatantly, it feels like a much, oh, and they're killing characters and trying to like 
use that as the emotional impact. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the most part, the adventures themselves are kind of more of a light, fluffy ordeal. And maybe that's part of like what feels off about it. Just not used to it. I mean, that's how a Doctor Who used to be, well, a Monster of the Week type thing. That's, but... that's one thing. I'm really ready for a cliffhanger. Like, I I'm, I'm miss him. I'm ready for a two-parter. I think that the big bad should be the Doctor. Ooh. <laughs> that might get some of these guys on board. <laughs> like, yeah, the twist oh, is. Oh, twist. She was the bad guy all along. She's not even actually the Doctor. <laughs> She's trying to go through the universe and make everything PC. <laughs> oh man, I think we're onto him. And I don't mind the I don't mind the social commentary myself. I think it's fine. Yeah. I guess I guess my um, it's it's my own it's my own expectation kind of thing. I had an expectation bias, I guess, and that was that I was going to get something like Broadchurch, and I should have known better that that mm. this wasn't going to be Broadchurch because there's far more. I think there's far more writers involved in this. Maybe I'm wrong. I need to probably go back. And no, look. Chimnall's written a lot of the episodes. There generally there yeah. are more writers involved in Doctor Who. Yeah, but that's been one thing is like people are like, "Hey, Chimnall, uh, give give another writer a chance" because yeah. he wrote he's penned most of them. Oh, uh, and there haven't been a lot of countdowns. There hasn't been a lot of countdowns that I can think of. You're right, mm-hmm. and that's what's Chimnall's thing. Like mm-hmm. in all of his episodes. All of his Doctor Who previous Doctor Who episodes that he wrote, there's always some obvious countdown, right. which is mm-hmm. kind of an easy plot device to ratchet up tension and move the plot forward. Yeah. As for the Doctor herself, mm-hmm. herself, I'm enjoying her more. Mm-hmm. She feels the last few episodes she's felt a little bit more natural. She's I don't know just some of her reactions and throwing out some lines has got a couple more chuckles out of me and Melanie. I've observed mm-hmm. they feel less. More like her, where she's just um, not aloof or she's just awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I've been enjoying that. And I have been enjoying Jody's performance better because I can't remember which episode or else I'd go back and watch it tonight. Because there's a part where she gives someone a look, just like a confused look, but it's so goofy. Like the expression is just so goofy. And I'm like, good on her. Because a lot of the actors, like, They'll intentionally like not make themselves look goofy. Mm-hmm. And it was a goofy look and it made me laugh. Just the expression. It's like half a second. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm like, that's good. I like that. That's a good performance. Yeah. And Doctor Who's not supposed to be all super depressing. Right. So I wouldn't want it to be like Broadchurch. No, I think and I'm with Jesse though, like I was expecting more like Broadchurch in that the quality. Like I thought Broadchurch was really well handled. It's very and cohesive and the characters were were on point like all the time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was it, drama. That's different, though. It's easier. Right, drama's easy. Comedy, so, comedy. This shows killed way more people than Broadchurch did. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. But I mean, comedy is like the hardest thing to do. If you, I mean, I've never done it, but ask people in the industry, and they all will say that comedy's way harder than any other genre. I know, but I mean, and that's really what Doctor Who is. Is a comedy. Chimnall before this, like after it was announced, he said. He wanted to do a season long arc. A season long arc. He well, wanted, he wanted to, but they told him no. Um, maybe in I which don't know. case, like that sucks because, in it, to a point where initially it worried me. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. Like he yeah. sounds like he wants to go totally against how Doctor Who's usually handled. The the last time we did season long long arcs was like the pawns. No, no, like where each episode is 
that arc moving forward as opposed to like the arcs there. Some episodes are dedicated to it. Other episodes are Monsters, Monsters of the Week with the touch of arc. Chimnal sounded like it was going to be all arc. It was going to be like a dramatic, you know, like dramatic TV usually is where it's very serial. Um, just boom, 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 boom. Like Trial of a Time going. Lord only to the That's next what I was level. Say. Yeah. That or yeah. the key to time. And with cliffhangers. And there's been like none. None of that. Yeah. So it's so interesting to see that it's gone completely the opposite direction to what he even said. Which makes me wonder about those rumors that are floating around, which I, you know, I, I hesitate to even mention. Uh, but the rumors are out there that, that he's not happy and that he might leave. And if he leaves, that Whitaker might go with him. And, you know, if he's not happy or if like this is like if the show's not necessarily going to improve with him under it or running it, that's fine by me if he leaves. Don't take Jody with. I would just hate that the first female doctor, like it goes, it, it goes like a ninth doctor. We get one season yeah. and it's a mess and it's very contentious amongst the fans. Right. And it, I'd like her to stick around and get like a quality mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that you both feel so familiar with her that you can refer to her by one name. Jody Or Whitaker. Whitaker? <laughs> yeah. Neither one of you can just say her full name. Just, Jody you know. Whitaker. I, well, that's how I refer to Eccleston. I never call him Christopher Eccleston. It it catches in my mouth. I can't say it. Or Capaldi. I always just say Capaldi. Yeah. Or, yeah. or PK. Although Matt Smith is always Matt Smith. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Maybe it's because Matt and Smith are both so generic. You've got to put it and together. Like one, Kevin Smith. one syllable each. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel good about this conversation. I enjoy it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, good. Okay. I, mean, I think this is a good episode yep. of our show. It was. Is it done now? Chipmunk ain't got nothing to do with our show. No. <laughs> what no, if no, no. Chris Chibnall produced the Grolix podcast? What if what? Chris Chibnall produced the Grolix podcast. Uh, we'd be making money. So yeah, come on. Let's do it. <laughs> we'd and probably guest... have more consistent like run times because we'd have a countdown running the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you're a guest though and you're likable, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> careful, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Letters page. Letters page, letters page. I don't believe we have a letter. I do want to say, and she won't hear it, but Patrick, we've talked about Patrick on the show Uh quite a bit. Patrick's mom had sent Jesse a while ago a very nice email Mm -hmm. about Patrick's dad from Make Dadry Comics. And it's been a little while now too, but like since I've also received a copy of that email uh, from her. Oh, yeah. So so she won't listen to this. I'm sure sure she won't hear this, but- you know, that was very nice of her, and I just want to acknowledge it, that it was received, and yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. I like that she did that. Since we're on the topic of that, uh, I did want to throw a shout out uh, that Patrick is back to podcasting with his other show, uh, Almost Educational, which he does with uh, a, a fellow educator, and uh, mm-hmm. they, what was the most recent episode? Well, the most recent episode was... Uh, uh, Thanksgiving episode that he did as a solo show. And then the one before that was eluding me. Oh, Andrew Jackson. That's right. And the, the description is what about Sam Houston? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was a good episode um, about Andrew Jackson, yeah, w- as you might, as you might have guessed by the title. Uh, also kind of, you know, making allusions to, uh, to our current president and his fondness for Andrew Jackson. <laughs> I was, I was, yeah, I was glad to see Patrick coming out with new episodes of Almost Educational. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, who turned out the lights? 
Where did I end up now? This stupid time traveling blinkatron, I swear. There's a blinkatron, it's a scone. It's okay. Oh crap. Shh, shh. Just stay asleep. Okay. Alright, well, right place, wrong time. Uh, this is fine. This is fine. I'll just leave him a note. There has to be some paper around here somewhere. Man, it's dark. Now some, where's, the, where's some paper? What's this? Puppets. Pokemon. Here we go. Paper. Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future! There's, there's important donuts. There's just... Why, why would they do that? That's stupid. Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future. Just leaving this note to remind you to let listeners know how they can send us their feedback for the letters page segment. Be sure to tell them they can send us an email to letters at grawlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. And we'll read it on the show. If they'd like to hear their voice on the show, they can send us a voice recording or do it the old-fashioned way. Pick up a phone and leave us a voice message. The phone number to do that is 559 426 6427. That's 559 426 6427. Or an easier way to remember it is 559 4 Comics. Tell them to try to keep it under two minutes. And remember, we do a clean language show, regardless what the YouTube algorithm says. Thanks. All right, now just to leave this on his nightstand. He's a spider buggy. And with that taken care of, I can try to get back to episode 100. There's too much exhaust. Wait a minute. It occurs to me I have a unique opportunity here. Hmm. That just might be too much magnificent manly beard for one podcast. There can only be one. This has been Randy. Right then, troops. No, not troops. Team? Gang? Grolics? I'm distracting myself. This is Jesse. Mr. Han, suddenly I wish to leave your island. It is not possible. Grolix, Mr. Han, man! This is Melanie. Don't Grolix. Not the end of the world. Well, it could be the end of the world, but one thing at a time. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. What is uh was Batman Returns? Isn't that Christmassy too? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally Scooby. Oh man. Whoa. <laughs> oh, the plot thickens. Yeah. Oh my God. You're so right. I've been waiting for any excuse to watch. Like, Batman wow, Scoob, I think time. we just solved the Christmas mystery.